We spoke to Annalise Bergen, who is the director of communications for Ski Utah. And I will tell you, after listening to that, and I've already started to edit it, to put it into this episode, I just got so excited again about making a trip to Utah and going skiing out there and just all the different areas they have and the different levels of terrain and places to go. It is a playground. I, I got to say, just talking to her, it's like you, you could just go anywhere and just ski really great places. Yeah. There's so many different places too. I think they have 15 different resorts now. She was saying, and they there's have a, a new one too. Yeah. yeah. That's the Woodward park city that's opening in December. So powder corp owns that one and you know they specialize in you know a lot of the aerials and tricks and half pipes and and it's going to be cool to see having a dedicated resort like that what sort of next generation athletes are going to come out of there because park city already creates some amazing olympians and now to have a a specialty resort just for that type of skiing and boarding it's going to get pretty crazy Oh, it's already yeah. crazy now. It's just going to get even crazier, which is so cool. Yeah. So hope you enjoyed the interview. We had a lot of fun talking to her and hopefully we're going to meet up with her in Boston. Yes. So here you go. Enjoy. Annalise Bergen, Ski Utah. So we have another special guest interview this week on the podcast. We want to welcome Annalise Bergen from Ski Utah. Annalise, thank you so much for joining us and welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Sure. We got our... Uh, our October Halloween crowd music yeah. there, huh? Yes, that was the crowd yeah. music. So now you are the Director of Communications for Ski Utah. And now how long have you been on the job? Um, I've been here about three months. So you are yeah. brand spanking new here. First first winter. Um, no, I've actually spent eight winters before in Utah. Um, and then I moved home to Bend, Oregon, where I grew up for two winters. And then I just moved back this fall. So it's not my first winter in Utah, but I am new again. Okay. So it's your first uh, winter in this role at Ski Utah. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Back right, cool. in your stomping ground, which is nice. Yes. So what is your favorite part so far of your new job? Um, I mean, my favorite part is probably just, you know, what I get to do every day, which is talk about the greatest snow on earth. I mean, this place is so easy to talk about. I'm staring at the beautiful Wasatch right in front of me out of our office. And I could probably drone on and on and on um, about Utah and how incredible the skiing is here. It's my favorite place in the entire world. So I love that I get to talk about it. Um, The people that I work with, the resorts and at Ski Utah. It's incredible. The people here are so smart. They're so passionate. This industry is really special. And I'm just, I'm so lucky I get to be a part of this community and talk about Utah all day. So (laughs) there's definitely worse jobs out there, right? Yes. (laughs) So has it like significantly had an uptick in like the activity in the last like few weeks or so? Um, you mean as far as like the volume of my job? Yeah, like just oh, yeah, events yeah. and activities and calls and mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> coming into the winter, everybody's excited. We've gotten um, a few snowstorms. All the mountains are announcing their opening dates. Um, lots of lots of meetings, lots of events, stuff coming up. Um, but it's like it's an exciting time of year because your adrenaline gets going and you just can't wait for the lifts to start turning. So does it seem to you like it seems to us that everybody waits till they hear about snow to start freaking out about, I got to make plans and I got (laughs) to follow up on stuff. Right. It does seem like that. I feel like I spend 99% of my year thinking about snow, but I realize I'm probably not the norm. Um, but yeah, it does seem like that first snowflake falls and it's, 
instant mayhem and everybody starts booking their trips and buying their passes. Yeah, I guess that's the tough thing about it. It's, it's really the hardcores who are buying their, their icon, their epic passes in June. Because they're yeah. the ones who are like, you know, Memorial Day. Oh, man, I better buy my, my season pass for the year. Well, most people are thinking about the beach and barbecues and swimming. We are yeah, thinking we're about already snow. counting down the days about the ne- to the next year. <laughs> that is right. See, I got my, my snowbird shirt on for you today. I oh, saw that. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was we've been there a couple times. And, uh, you know, again, the first time I went out to Utah was back in 2014. And I talked to a friend who was from out west. And he's like, well, we're, I'm like, we're going to go to Utah skiing. And he's like, well, where in Utah? I'm like, I don't know, Utah, because again, I just, you know, <laughs> figure it's Utah. being a, a silly East Coaster, I was just like, I don't know, somewhere in Utah. So then, you know, did a little research yeah. and we ended up doing a couple days at Snowbird and Alta. And then mm-hmm. after that, going to Park City and skiing at Deer Valley. So we did, you know, yeah. and everyone said that was the right way to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if, if you have a, a thought on that or, you know, cause one of the things I wanted to ask, I know it's tough to play favorites cause you love all your resorts and there is so yeah. many great <laughs> resorts there. So if you were, if, if you were telling a person who's, you know, coming from somewhere else, your first trip to Utah, what would you recommend to them as a, as a resort they should go to first? That's a really great question. I, honestly, so I would say it varies so much depending on the type of person they are or the abilities they're coming with abilities. um, Although a lot of the resorts have a really great variety, you know, it's really about like what they're looking for. So, and that's even like, you know, obviously it's hard to play favorites when we work with all of the resorts, but I have different favorites for different reasons. And so that equates really well to like where you should go if you're coming here for the first time. Um, You know, like hiking Baldy between Snowbird and Alta is one of my favorite places in the world, but it's because that's the kind of skiing that I like and that, you know, getting into those steep places. But I also love Park City because I feel like I can kind of be in a cool mountain town vibe and ski right up into town. And then Deer Valley is, you know, known for its groomers and like the best food around. Um, but they also have heavenly powder days in those trees because nobody's skiing the powder there. Yeah. Um, that's a good point. It's like, You know, and if you're looking for something that's like a little bit quieter and truly like almost I feel like an undiscovered area, it's like Snow Basin and Powder Mountain. And like those are going to be a little bit more kind of off the beaten path and quieter, more acres per skier, literally. Um, And it's just it depends on every person. But the greatest part is that now we have even 15 resorts. It's like it's so easy depending on who you are and who you're coming with there's something here in Utah. So it's all, there's always an answer for you guys. It sounds like the snowbird Alta was maybe a good choice, but you guys gotta, you have to check out everything here. Well, we actually did your job making sure that you ski everything. Cause I imagine like people are going to ask you, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's important for all of us, honestly, in the office to get out. And we do, we do spend a lot of time in these mountains because that's our job is talking about them and supporting them. So we spend a lot of time um, skiing in them, which is, you know, the really hard part of the job, obviously. Uh, but... job. Somebody's got to do it, though. <laughs> it's quality it's control. terrible, right? but somebody has to do it. Um, so, yeah, it is a big part of our job. And we'll be spending a lot of time in the mountains this year, obviously. And um, we do have like a, an inner office competition called Yeti of the Year. It's whoever skis all 15 resorts first. Oh, nice. um, uh, so I'm gunning for that one. 
That's cool. Oh, nice. Make my mark as the new kid in the office. <laughs> there you go. Get a few in one day, right? You're gonna you're gonna double triple. Yeah, I'm up. gonna maybe maybe do yeah. Oh, you could definitely do all of Big and Little Cottonwood in one day. Um, I'm pretty sure I could do Park City, Deer Valley, and Sundance in one day. So if I really if I really want to go crazy, maybe I can swing it all before Christmas. So we'll see. I'll take it before Thanksgiving. Uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think a few of the resorts Maybe. aren't actually open until Thanksgiving, It depends. Right? Yeah, I need to get on an actual Lyft account. It can't be touring. So. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. So what, of those 15... You should do the, it both, touring and on a Lyft. That Ooh, would... Yeah. <laughs> so of the 15, what's the hardest one to get done? Just I don't know if it's like a logistic issue or travel? Um, probably just based on difference. Uh, I mean, on distance, I should say, um, maybe like cherry peak, but even that it's only a few hours. So uh, none of them are really that difficult to check off the list. It's more of just trying to plan your day and like where you want to go. Um, but maybe cherry peak just cause it's so high up there. Um, it's almost to the Idaho border. So, Oh, okay. Yeah. It's just funny. Like, you know, everyone thinks when they think, you know, when, here out out east because i'm in new jersey mario's in florida right now um right. everyone <laughs> everyone everyone goes i'm moving out west i'm going to colorado that's just like that's just the spot yeah. everyone decides they're gonna go and you know that's that's the that's it just is what it is it's it's kind of you know the place that you're supposed to go then i know <laughs> when i first went to utah i was like why did no one go the extra like 20 minute flight out to here? <laughs> I mean, just the way you're surrounded in Salt Lake, you land in Salt Lake City and you look up and you're like, is this even real? You know, mm -hmm. it just, it's, and it's, it's not a far ride to the mountain. It's not like a two and a half hour or hour and a half. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's all pretty close. So yeah, from Denver getting out to any of those resorts on 70. I mean, if you do it on a Saturday, I mean, it could be a couple hours getting to Vail and even further if you're going, going way out West. But you know, when you're in Salt Lake city, you're like, Hmm, which, which place should I go? In which 40 one do I want to go? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, we have, we have 10 resorts under an hour from the airport. Um, obviously hundreds of nonstop flights coming from around the country and even the world in every day. Um, I mean, Mario, you could come out from Florida and you could be on the tram before noon on a nonstop mm. flight, you know, same day. Yeah. Um, and hey. that's something to be said about you. That may actually happen this year. We'll see. Yeah. You, you should the wheels definitely try it out. The wheels um, are turning. But you know, it's just like, I think that Utah has something special that nowhere else in the country has. And that is the accessibility. And, um, you know, so selfishly, I always want to keep it to myself, but it's, you know, it's kind of my job now to tell everybody how great it is. So that's tough yeah, as director of communications here. for ski Utah, right? To keep it secret. Yeah. Selfishly, I would love to keep it a secret forever, but I think that's impossible. Utah is just too exceptional to be kept a secret. <laughs> well, I remember like four or five years ago, there were a ton of commercials being run about ski Utah. And that's kind of when I first started looking into it. And I was like, wow, this is maybe even longer. Um, and then I didn't hear a lot of commercials commercials probably for the last i don't know for like a, a year or two there weren't a lot of commercials and then they started up again um and i remember it was like i saw commercials all over the place billboards like you know i was in new jersey at the time i was like saw marketing everywhere um and now i see it coming back again so is that something that kind of was a strategic like move by you guys or just kind of what happened 
No, I don't, I don't think it was necessarily a strategic move. I think honestly, it just ebbs and flows throughout the years. And then obviously we're working with the resorts. So we, um, you know, we complement their marketing. And so we work with them to say, okay, what do you want us to be talking about? What are you talking about? Um, and working with all the community partners, the industry partners and the resorts, you know, our marketing can ebb and flow on a message. So you may have seen less, but somebody else may have seen more right. depending on the audience. And so, no, that wasn't area, a specific right? strategy to tell people less about Utah. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just funny that you guys almost have to do it while Colorado just, you know, everyone just kind of knows to go there. It's like people, yeah. it's, it's just, it cracks me up. It's like, it's, if you look at a map, you look at, you know, where the Wasatch Mountains are, it's like, how do you not know to go to Utah? But again, it's <laughs> Colorado just is the, you know, Aspen Extreme, all the movies, everything is just Colorado. It, it, I, well, I get a kick out of it. Yeah, no, it, it does kind of crack me up sometimes. It, it always surprises me to see people um, talking as much as they do about Colorado. But, um, you know, I've never lived anywhere out west other than where I grew up in Oregon. I chose to move to Utah, and that was because there's a huge city with a ton of great jobs and seven resorts in less than 40 minutes from my house and 10 resorts less than an hour. So wow. that was like a no-brainer to me. If it's not for everybody else, then... That's okay, but they'll visit once and they'll probably never book a vacation, a ski vacation anywhere else again. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like, it's just, I don't know if it's a culture thing, maybe. Maybe people think of Utah, they think of Mormons, they don't they don't think about skiing or snow. I mean, look at, you look at like all these different ski and snowboard brands. So many of them have like a Colorado flag on there. It's like, you don't see any, there's right. no DPS skis with a, with a Utah flag, is there? Um, not that I know. <laughs> yeah, why is that? Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we should yeah, have more uh, Utah flags <laughs> on all of our skis. But you know, I think that honestly, a lot of times we kind of let Utah speak for itself. And like I said, you come here once and you experience what it is, and you'll never go back. So um, I think we can just let it speak for itself. Most of the time, we don't, we don't have to put our flag everywhere to tell everyone how great the snow is here and how exceptional the accessibility is because you will find out for yourself in a, in a second. <laughs> for sure. And it helps keep the crowds down a little bit, right? Yeah, I guess that's true. A little bit. <laughs> but yeah, it's not, it's not too bad here. And the luckily, like with how many resorts we have concentrated, it spreads out really well. And um, I think that Utah has done a great job managing the expansion here. Yeah, no, and one of the big things we talked about before we, you know, went live with the the episode is that you, know, you were saying that there is now a the fifteenth resort, and that's new this year. The Woodward, yeah. Woodward Park City. Um, so the Woodward brand obviously has um, several camps throughout the United States, but this is um, the first one in Utah, and it's the world's first all-in-one ski resort and action sports facility, and it's going to be unlike anything else it's going to wow. be really incre incredible and you know woodward is really focused on youth progression and really you know helping people experience action sports and that's at all ability levels so they're going to be teaching people that have never been on skis before and they're going to be teaching people you know how to go off the 70 foot jumps there or their 22 foot half pipe there um, and then they have a 66,000 square foot indoor facility um, in addition to the ski resort right in front of it uh, where they're going to be teaching you know everything from parkour skateboarding gymnastics all the things that Woodward you know, Woodward PA is known for things like that. Um, but now it's integrated into a ski resort experience as well. Um, so they're opening this December. It's our 15th resort in Utah. And it's going to be, I think it's about uh, 
25 minutes maybe from the airport. Um, it's on your way up to Park City right near kind of the summit of Carly's and you'll pass right by it if you're driving over to Park City this winter. Wow. So then there's hope for Brian to actually do his backflip finally. Backflip, there yes. Is hope. Right? Woodward can... Park City has got your back, Brian. I so it can that. teach old men how to do backflips, which, <laughs> hey, sure. you know what? Maybe I'll be on the poster for next year. Like we taught this dummy how to do a backflip. We can teach yeah. these kids how to do you're anything. The, you're the new poster child. I can see right. already. It makes this, for great YouTube videos. Let's put it that way. I don't want to name drop, yeah. but I was actually asking Johnny Mosley a couple weeks ago at the uh, a ski event in the city. I was like, I'm like, hey man, nice to meet you. Can you tell me how I can learn how to do a backflip? And he kind of got a kick out of me. He was like laughing at me, but he was actually, he's like, oh yeah, try it in like water first. Like don't try it on you're skis like, yeah, but right I'm, away. I'm serious though. That's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, so I'm they're, not joking. They're inside is gonna have the foam pits i mean like oh, i don't know if perfect. you guys have Very ever cool. been to a woodward before but like the woodward no. pa is there you know that woodward pa was where it all started and it started with gymnastics and dance but it expanded into skateboarding and now you know powder has really taken it to another level marrying it into the ski resorts and woodward park city is going to be unlike anything else and so you can you know you can practice something like a backflip um inside perfect. in the foam pit and then take it to the snow so um it's take it to some nice powder day learn. snow brian this Not... year is your year brian this is yeah. the year yeah we, we don't want to we do were... it on on killington on a nice hard pack ice day you want to do it in park city I, yeah nice powder day that's when you do it that's right there's my yeah. practice zone. yeah we talked good plan we spoke to um last year we we talked to cameron Nas, who's the 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 red bull crashed ice champion and he, he had just come from the woodward in pennsylvania because that's where do they do yeah you know, they do all their training there because it's really tough to replicate those ridiculous crazy like ramps they have there and he was kind of showing us like a video of, like they did there and these facilities are unbelievable and you know yeah. you got to think to get these kids started this young doing those having these instructors teach them how to do this i mean you watch the olympics now and you look at the olympics 10 years ago well 12 years ago i guess and you look at how much it's evolved and you used to wonder like what's it going to be like in 12 years from now because the yeah. progression be doing backflips while sending an email and snapchatting <laughs> yeah <That's laughs> so, yeah i <laughs> Look, I'm Snapchat. That'll, that'll be Brian. He'll be broadcasting while <laughs> yeah, that's it. It'll be it'll be great. <laughs> that would be great live. We'll have to go live for that one, Brian. No take backs, no edits. You just got to go for it. So one of the other things we we're talking about, you know, with the expansion here and how close it is to the, the air, you know, from the airport, you can get to what is it, ten resorts? You said in forty minutes. Ten resorts in under an hour. So awesome. Wow. Now, is there any new mass transit that they've implemented to keep things kind of moving efficiently from the airport? So the first phase of the new airport is set to open fall 2020. Um, and every year, the Utah Transit Authority expands and renews its services um, to adapt to the increasing population and the demand for public transit here. And so I have no doubt that they, in conjunction with that new phase opening, will probably continue to expand with the airport. They actually just had a really exciting announcement that came out just a few hours ago that they are doing a huge expansion and increase for their Cottonwood Canyon ski buses. So the buses that are going up to Snowbird, Alta, Brighton, and Solitude have gotten um, a lot of great upgrades. Um, they're increasing the bus that goes up to Snowbird and Alta, Alta at um, up Little Cottonwood Canyon. That'll be increased by 26%. And they're just making all sorts of really great changes that is really going to make it easier for people to take public transit to the mountains, which is so That's important because the yeah. mountains can handle more people, but getting up there is not easy here in Utah all the time, just like any 
resort destination, really, when we get a lot of snow. And um, UTA is making some big steps along with all the community members that help do that increase. They're making some big steps to make this winter a lot easier to get into the Cottonwood Canyons. And then on top of that, Snowbird, you know, obviously launched that ride app last year, which is the carpooling ride sharing app. And just recently, Solitude, Brighton, and Alta announced that they'll be joining the ride app as well. So all all four resorts in Little and Big Cottonwood Canyons will be on the ride app. And so encouraging ride sharing, carpooling, easier bus service. Um, I think we're going to be seeing some big changes in our traffic in the next couple of years. That's good. Cause you know, people go in there new, it, you know, it's like the whole planning thing. Like, do I rent a car? Do I not? If you have to rent a car and drive versus just jumping on a bus or mass transit somehow, a lot of times it's a little bit more of a piece, you know, peace of mind, especially. Yeah, I always tell people in Utah, don't rent a car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the bus system is so easy here. They keep making it better and better. In Park City, the Park City bus is free. And then, like I said, with all these UTA expansions, a lot of the hotels you're going to stay at, it's so easy to hop on a bus. Tons of hotels have the shuttles. You can stay at the resorts. I mean, it's just such an easy ride from the airport to the resorts. It's just silly to rent a car. You really don't need it. Um, let somebody else do the driving in the snow. <laughs> it's good to know. Yeah. And you can't rent a snowcat, can you? Um, you know, I think maybe if you know the right person, um, (laughs) (laughs) but I think they have to drive it for you. I think that's called a a snowcat experience. You know, you can head up to Powder Mountain and you can get a snowcat ride to go ski some of their terrain. (laughs) Well, we keep talking about like Whisper Ridge and trying to get up there because that just seems like a... An outstanding place. Brian wants to get a snowcat driving license. Well, that's, we've actually, that's a long-term project. We were looking, we looked at like, I think a year or two ago for the podcast, that there is an actual place in Colorado that, that offers like a 40 hour course that you can take to get your license to drive the snowcat. So I'm just trying to figure out like, is it, you know, like if you drive like a bigger truck, you need a CDL license. There's different types of licenses for different snowcat share. They could be a snowcat share. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, you know, you could just, right? <laughs> you might be one of the most popular guys in town if you do that. So you can be the place to stay. That's the backs with the guy who has the snowcat. Like everybody yeah. will know who I am. Unfortunately, exactly. he stops the snowcat, gets out, does a backflip and then backflip off the snowcat. And then we can't get back to the snowcat. <laughs> he yeah, broke his exactly. leg. Now no one can drive. <laughs> everybody loses. now. <laughs> I know you said it's tough to, to pick a favorite. Because, you know, you represent yeah. all of the resorts and you they're, they're all awesome and you love them all. But do you have a favorite resort or a favorite trail that, you know, that's just really near and dear to your heart that you, you know, get more excited to ski than any other? Yeah, it's it's just it's so hard to say. Like I said, I love them all for such different reasons. It's like Sophie's um, Choice. It's like a gun to your it head. Is, it is like Sophie's <laughs> Choice. I feel so Choice by all Snowfie. of them. Yeah, Snowfie's <laughs> Choice. Um, you know, like I said, but I, the, I think Baldy between Snowbird and Alta has always had a special place in my heart. There's something okay. about hiking up to 11,500 feet and traversing around and finding your way down and seeing those views all the way down into the city is just unlike anything else. Um, so that's, that's a, a place near and dear to my heart, but man, every mountain here has something special that I love that another mountain here doesn't have. Um, now if you're so, doing the hiking, like you said, uh, between Baldy, like that is AV av gear, you know, skins, the whole thing. Nope. No, it's, um, so the Baldy hike is open from the snowbird summit, um, as well as from the Alta side, it just depends on the day. So as long as patrol has cleared it, um, you can hike into Baldy and traverse across and you can 
ski any runoff of it and ski right back into the resort. It's not out of resort bounds, um, but obviously okay. they do control work. And so they don't open it every time right, or every right. single day, as long as, as long as the conditions are safe though, it, the hike is open and it's maybe a five, 10 minute hike up and you just traverse around and find your spot. Nice. Okay. That's so yeah. cool. <laughs> Very and, good then, and then what is that other, um, I know there's, uh, I, I'm not sure if Ski Utah runs it or if it's actually privately on the mountains. There's the, uh, I, again, I forget the name of it. You start in Deer Valley and you can kind of go on a tour. Oh, and go up the and Interconnect. Over. Interconnect, yes. Yeah, that is um, that is Ski Utah run. Um, okay. You can do, I think it's up to six resorts or maybe even seven resorts in one day, depending on um, the day and the conditions, obviously. Um, but yeah, you, we could, we run a, a tour all winter where you can join on and you don't even necessarily need to have, you don't necessarily need to have all the backcountry experience and gear. This is a guided um, tour and it's spent actually mostly in the resorts. People actually really don't realize how close all of the Wasatch resorts are. It's really, really impressive. Nice. It's yeah. really, really impressive. So obviously Snowbird and Alta are connected. Um, you can get a, a Alta Bird Pass. Um, Brighton and Solitude are connected. You can get um, a Solbright Pass. Um, and then getting from Alta over to Solitude is just up through Grizzly Gulch. It's right there. People just, you just don't think about it visually unless you see it from ahead or, or above, I should say, or you, you've done it. <laughs> um, and then it's easy to get over to the Park City side from Brighton. And so you know, they're just, they're all right there, very, very close to each other. And if you have the right guide to take you, you can do all of them in one day. <laughs> very nice. That's so cool. Yeah, we'd planned to do that yeah. a couple of years ago, but it was one of those. We picked somehow the worst first Friday in February <laughs> in like decades, I'm sure. It was, and it just, was just one of those years. Yeah, it's just it was raining all day on Friday. No. Just, yeah, we'd come from yeah. Snowbird. It was warming up. We came down to Park City. It was just raining all day. And we just kind of hung out. We went to Deer Valley, checked out Stein yeah. Erickson, tried to get into High West. Like so, bad luck. I don't think I'm going to ski with you. I know. <laughs> But see, the God we the God smiled upon us the next day. So it was raining, raining, raining. So Saturday we're like, wake up in the morning and it's into the snow, snow yeah. on the ground down in Park City. But up top, yeah. it was all snow. Mm -hmm. yeah, I mentioned the email to you. I saw that the uh, the Tombstone Barbecue was expanding, mm -hmm. and that was the yeah. day we uh, we just hit um, the solid or the canyons part of Park City, right where we got to the ninety nine ninety lift, right when it opened, and yeah. we took the lift up and the run that we had down was just it, like everybody was hooting it was and hollering powder it was awesome taking like they were was stopping amazing. and taking pictures just everybody i've never seen so many that's happy just the best people. that's the best energy here i mean people you know people love skiing and riding here i i mean maybe i'm biased but i think people love it here more than anywhere else in the world and the vibe here like when you're out on one of those days just like you described it's just like it's better than Christmas morning. I don't even yeah. know how to describe it. You have so much adrenaline and you're just so happy. Like you're and everybody's a little so bit happy. of disbelief too. You're like, I yeah. Can't and you get down like the this. line and you don't know anybody in the ski line and you're all just like high-fiving, like it's the best <laughs> day of your life. And like, you know, and it is, you know, everybody I think that has been to Utah at least a few times or lives here has had one of the best days of their entire life here. And I, um, I'm lucky to have had a few of those. <laughs> That's very yeah, cool. Those certain runs, like you just you time it right. And it's again, I, I, I remember exactly how I feel that entire run. You know, I have pictures mm -hmm. of it and it reminds me, but I remember every turn just being like more fun than the next. Mm -hmm. It was just fantastic. Yeah. We were, Big we smiles. All felt after it that. Too. Yeah, it was yep. great. 
And that's the thing too, like, like you said, like you got a little bit of rain, but that temperature drops just a tiny bit. And the elevations are so high at most of these resorts that it just turns to snow like that. And the it's so dry here that, you know, it goes from a tiny bit of moisture to just dry, fluffy powder in the blink of an eye. And then you're going to have the best day of your life the next day. Yeah. And the cool thing is like Salt Lake City is even lower elevation. So you can actually still fly in if it's snowing. You know, it could be in the mountain oh, yeah. snowing. You're still, your flight's not going to get canceled. You're going to come in. The buses and the, the vans that get you out of there up to the mountains, they all have four-wheel drive or chains or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you'll still get to the mountain. Yeah, the city is only at about, I want to say, 4,500 to 5,000 feet, depending on where you are. And the airport, I mean, they just do such an incredible job there getting planes in and out no matter what the weather, um, I think, because they're just used to it. Um, But honestly, yeah, the city, we really don't have to deal with really insane weather here. It usually stays up in the mountains, and we're so lucky with the way our weather patterns come in, and they hit all these little canyons perfectly and just dump feet of beautiful, greatest snow on earth, and here in the city we can go to work or run up to the mountain or do both (laughs) like me (laughs) (laughs) that's perfect i got one other question actually two other questions and first i'm gonna ask you do you have a favorite apres ski bar in utah oh well eh, this is gonna be another sophie's choice um (laughs) favorites depending on like where i am (laughs) that's true Um, so Oh, I'll just give you like some favorites for some areas because they're, uh, they're all so good. <laughs> if I'm in little cottonwood, I love going to the P dog. Um, that's what everybody calls it here, but it's the Alta Peruvian bar known as the P dog. Oh yeah. Um, that's an awesome bar. Um, if I'm in big cottonwood, I love going to Molly greens at Brighton. Cool vibe there. Really fun. Everybody's, you know, same mood that you see people when they're seeing powder, they're stoked in the bar. <laughs> and then, um, Let's see here. Oh, if you're up in like the Ogden area, you have to go to the Shooting Star Saloon. It's the oldest operating bar west of the Mississippi. It's like this weird little old saloon that like has all these cool stories and this huge dog on the wall. It's it's awesome. (laughs) And um, cheap beers, cheap burgers. um, And then like over in Park City, you know, that is obviously like the mecca of opera because you just ski right into town. Um, And so like I love going to High West there like you can ski right off of park city mountain into a whiskey distillery. So that's, that's a pretty good opera. So <laughs> if you can get in yeah. that same oh, trip, three times we, we tried, tried to get three in times. Yeah. It was like a private it event. It was like an oh, hour no. wait. Like we just, it, it seriously, it was like the, the, it was just Friday the 13th. Just but don't travel like with us. Just meet yeah, us at places. Brian, That's I easier. I think I'm going to avoid you if you come to Utah. But <laughs> just no. say, look, you want want to meet us? At, you want to go to Highway? Just meet us there because, like, you'll I've get never in had and we'll that be like problem at High West. But yeah, maybe I'll go ahead of you, and then it'll be fine. And then you yeah. can just meet me there. How about if I'm in the hospital in. for my backflip? Just send me a High West bottle. To the yeah, I'll just send you a just bottle of the American Prairie, and you'll be good to go. I'm a campfire guy, but that'll work too. <laughs> okay, yeah, the campfire is good too. Uh, that's fair. My favorite's the American Prairie, but we—they're both good. Everything they make is awesome. Yeah, yeah, such it's a great true. job. Yeah. Um, and then one other question. I know we kind of talked about it earlier again. The one Wasatch. I know that was kind of like a it had some fire a couple years ago. It was getting some 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 talk, and then it kind of died down. Is there any new plans? Some people want it to happen, and some people really don't want it to happen. And you know, you have things like the interconnect already in place. So there's ways to almost kind of roll your own in a way. Is there any talk of it progressing? 
You know, there's nothing new news. Um, Ski Utah still believes that connecting all six of the central Wasatch resorts would be hugely beneficial um, for the resort economy um, and even for traffic uh, as well. And being able to connect all of those could reduce traffic greatly. It can do it could do some great things for the central Wasatch. But um, obviously, that just takes a lot of moving pieces to make happen. So, um, you know, we don't see that coming, you know, coming to fruition anytime soon. Uh, but it's something that we're always still working towards, um, you know, while working with the community and um, working to, you know, protect the backcountry at the same time and respect the watershed and working with all the different resorts and their ownership. So there's a lot of moving pieces with it. But um, it's something that Ski Utah still believes in and a lot of resorts still believe in and we'll, we'll still be working towards it. Um, it's just going to be something that definitely takes some time. And um, however they can connect, we'll, we'll do our best to work towards that. You need to get Elon Musk in there with the boring company, make some tunnels. <laughs> Just tunnel, yeah, tunnel I mean, through the mountains. <laughs> tunnels on tunnels. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Snowbird does have a tunnel, but it goes, you know, from the front side to the back side. But Almost like an yeah. intermountain subway system you could have in there. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I like that little, um, that little tunnel in Snowbird. It's like a little museum when you're going through. I know. Yeah. It's like a little silver mining museum. You learn the history of Snowbird and Alpha. <laughs> and you kind of just sit on a little conveyor belt. And it's like, like this is kind of cool. Yeah. Like, I'm learning like, here. Every yeah. time someone's in town, I'm like, we have to go ride it through the tunnel. Like, I, I rarely ride it just on a regular day. But anytime <laughs> someone's in town, like, we got to do the tunnel. <laughs> Too bad you're not open now because it could be like a haunted tunnel, right? Yeah, oh. that's true. I don't think I would go in that. I think I would be a little <laughs> That would be scared. a little freaky. Yeah. Well, you have to still get down. I don't think I would want to do that. How about yeah, a Christmas exactly. tunnel? Do they do a little Christmas theme, maybe? Christmas tunnel, I'd be into that. Um, I've never seen them do a Christmas theme in there. I think usually they throw like a maybe like a tree in there or something, but they haven't gone full Christmas theme on it that I know of. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. They could play around with Yet. that. Until yeah. they hear this podcast. That's right. <laughs> so like, right. We have another idea. Listen, we're just Do idea we people. We just throw ideas out there into the ether. and <laughs> Some people pick it up and run with it. Like, we're happy. Backflips, snowcats, Christmas tunnels. Christmas tunnels. <laughs> Christmas tunnel. <laughs> yeah, the Christmas tunnel is good. You could have like Santa Claus giving out candy canes. Be perfect. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's good. Good. <laughs> we don't want to take up too much of your time. Is there anything else that you want to share with us and the audience about um, the season or anything going on at Ski Utah? Secret deals. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know if they're secret deals, but I mean, we have obviously, as you guys know, um, we have two resorts here on the epic path and then i want to say it's actually is it six resorts now on yeah on icon um and so like between epic and icon and then the past deals that we have here at ski utah like from the yeti pass we have the fifth and sixth grade passport so for 45 dollars, a fifth grader can get three resort tickets to every single resort in utah for $45 total. Wow. Um, and that's, that's cool. any fifth grader in the world. Um, you don't have to be in Utah to apply to it. You just go to skiutah.com and you can apply to get the passport. So stuff like that. It's not secret, um, but it's awesome. Um, nice. <laughs> and so between all of the you know conglomerate passes that we have here now, um, Ski Utah's passes, and the more you buy ahead, the, the better you're going to save. And we're coming off a record year visit year. Last year we did um, 5.1 million skier visits um, and had a record snow year. Alta reported, I think, 620 plus inches last year. So we're coming off of wow. a record year. And wow. I mean, I just, 
I'm so excited to see what happens this year. And I know that I know what's special about Utah is no matter how much snow we get, I've been here in our, some of our lowest years and I've been here in some of our best years and I've never had a bad year here (laughs) because there's always good snow to ski and we have the greatest snow on earth. And that's a scientific fact. So very cool. Science. There you go. <laughs> it's actual science that we do have the greatest snow on earth. A Take that, Colorado. Professor went through it all, and we do have the greatest snow on earth. I'm going to claim it right here, right now on this podcast. Awesome. Very cool. <laughs> all right. So, Annalise, thank you so much for your time. Um, where can everyone get information? Uh, where should they follow you guys so they keep on top of what's going on? Yeah, go to skiutah.com. Um, they have a ton of cool trip planners actually on the website. So you can type in what you're looking for from wanting to go to a hot tub after to wanting to operate after to wanting to certain amount of ski runs. You can type all that in and the skiutah.com website will actually help you pick which resorts you should go to and help you guide to the right passes as well, which is really cool. Um, and then you can follow us on social media. It's just on Instagram and Facebook is Ski Utah and um, lots of good stuff to keep up with there. And, you know, all of those great uh, powder videos that'll make you really jealous and force you to book a ticket to come to Utah this winter. <laughs> there you go. Direct flights from all over the place. They, they make yeah. it so easy. <laughs> it's so easy. It's, it's, it's almost too easy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> too easy to resist i have a feeling that that you're gonna have to do it for florida this year mario oh yeah <laughs> yeah or even if you're you know if you're in like la for example you know you could get on a super early morning flight you could be on the first tram at snowbird be here all day operate go to a basketball game downtown fly back that night and go back to work the next day so you could call in sick i like you're in how LA you're thinking fly that, here and out you know that sounds awesome Look yeah all right That's, that's my kind of sick day if you're working in California. <laughs> yeah, seriously, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, Annalise, thank you so much again for your time. Uh, yeah, everyone, go to skiutah.com. And uh, yeah, hopefully everyone will be able to make it out there this year. Yeah, so thank you so for much again. Me and uh, I'll see you hopefully on the snow this year. Awesome. Definitely. Sounds great. I'll let you know. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. All right, take care. Bye.